Welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by GreenIndustryPros.com, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. My name is Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros, and I recently sat down with Joe Rabion, Belgard's director of residential hardscapes, to discuss the state of the hardscape industry in this year of COVID-19. In addition to that, he highlights some of the ideas contractors should be thinking about looking ahead to 2021 and beyond. Let's listen in. Joe, thanks a lot for uh, coming on to the Grassroots Podcast uh, for this week's broadcast. Uh, so you're from uh, Belgard Hardscape. Could you give your, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and some background? I, as I recall, you do have, uh, you were a contractor yourself for, for years before coming on to Belgard. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having having me on the uh, the show as well. Yeah, I've actually been in the industry almost 30 years. I was a, a contractor, uh, residential focused contractor in the hardscape masonry um, business for about 18 years of that almost 30 year career. So I've got an interesting perspective, you know, came up through the hardscape uh, contractor life, transitioned into manufacture. And uh, for the last seven years, I've been at Belgard corporate here based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So with that in mind, then, I mean, with, with that background you have and now being with Belgard, could you give some a little bit of insight, uh, just taking a look at uh, what the, for the hardscape industry, what, how things have been uh, through 2020? Yeah, no, this has been, a, I would say, the most fascinating year since I've been in the industry um, in, in terms of outdoor living in particular. You know, when this year started, I think we all thought it was going to be a phenomenal year. You know, we were projecting, you know, 10, 15% growth. And then COVID hit in early March and the bottom kind of dropped out for maybe six weeks or more, depending on where you're located. Um, and right after that, though, we saw this incredible spike in demand and interest and it really hasn't let up. Um, in fact, for, for a lot of the contractors that we work with, uh, many of them are telling us that they're booked for at least the rest of the year. Some of them are saying they're booked for six months. Um, and we've, we've never seen the level of interest at any time in our, in our industry that we've seen this year in, in terms of outdoor living. So it's an incredible time and it's, it's really, um, it's really a perfect time to be in this business. Um, it's just unprecedented uh, opportunity for all. So has it really, so, so with that in mind then, did it, uh, I mean, you said you were projecting, you know, uh, did you say a 10 to 15% growth? Has that been far exceeded with all the interest that's come forth in light of COVID? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, you know, it's, it's in some markets, it's a little bit higher than that. Some it's a little bit, bit a little bit flatter. It really, because there's such a, a difference by state, even of, you know, the length of the lockdown and really the comfort level, um, you know, and some of those major cities, for instance. Um, but in terms of consumer interest, um, we do a ton of, of consumer marketing and research and it's just, it's really just off the charts. Um, and, and, it, and there's a lot of factors what we believe are driving that. I think, you know, the, the fact that people are in, you know, in their homes and are working remote and in some cases are teaching their children, um, you know, the, the, the natural is to, you know, to get outside and, and spend time out there and, and, you know, reconnect and that type of thing. So, um, 
It's really interesting, and it's projected to last at least through next year. I mean, that's what all the experts and what we're seeing. So um, if there were ever a time to either expand or get into the business, it, uh, it probably would never be a more perfect time, honestly. So is, and, and that's, that's a good point here. So um, with the green industry pros, uh, my general focus is the, the landscaping industry and certainly the landscapers do get into the hardscape side of things at times and, and mm-hmm. add that to their, uh, to their business. Um, is that something in 2020 that you're seeing that they're, that they, uh, because of some of the shutdowns and stuff that was this a year to add that diversity to their businesses? Yeah, you know, we're starting to definitely, we're starting to see more, um, more contractors who let's say we're focused on, uh, you know, the, the more of the lawn maintenance and, and, you know, plant side of the business that are transitioning. And a lot of that's driven by their clients requesting, you know, these spaces, um, you know, naturally they're reaching out to them first. So I would say a lot of our contractors, um, you know, hardscapes may not be their core focus. Um, you know, they, they, they are on the other side of the business more, but I think with this increased interest, a lot of them are getting into it. And, you know, because of that, we've really stepped up our training and um, are developing, you know, online webinars and different ways to reach them. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 the resources are there if contractors are interested in, in these types of installations. I mean, absolutely, there are, there are resources that we have and that our, our team has to, to really bring them up to speed to where, um, you know, the best practices are and what, you know, how to go about design installation, all that. Sure. Absolutely. So coming into, uh, with, with you uh, coming on at this time of year, we're, we're into the fall season. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the, what the temperatures are yet for you down in Atlanta, but, uh, up here, our, our leaves are certainly already changing and, 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 uh, we're getting that fall color and the, and the cooler weather, so are there some things that contractors should be looking for as they're still doing, uh, still doing some projects yet uh, at this time of year and just heading into the winter that they should, should be focused on? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, this year has just been uh, such an anomaly. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the, we, we see, the, we see the, the pressure just continuing, the interest continue to drive into the winter. So I, we anticipate that a lot of these contractors will continue to just, um, you know, drive as hard as they can until, you know, it freezes and they can't work any longer. Um, so it's, it's in some cases, it's been a little bit tough to reach them to talk about, you know, some of the, the, the ways that, you know, maybe they can, we can help them with their business. But um, I would say there's two parts. I would say as the winter approaches and business winds down, um, there are opportunities to work with existing clients to do things like, you know, offer add-ons such as fire pits, um, both wood burning and gas units, for instance. Um, we are seeing a lot of consumers that are asking and reaching out saying, how can I extend the season of, of these spaces? Because they anticipate that, you know, COVID's likely not going away this winter and they'd like to try to get out, even if it's a little bit chilly outside as much as possible. So, some type of heat source um, is something that's definitely um, that we're seeing um, a massive increase in requests for. So, you know, there, and some of those can be installed actually, you know, even on top of an existing project, for instance. So, you know, if, 
if the prep work has been done and, and um, ac- access is there, you know, there are ways to, you know, to add some of these features even, even after it freezes potentially. So um, I would say if they're looking for additional, you know, revenue streams, those are, are certainly things that people are, are interested in looking for. Um, the other thing I would say on, on the install side is spaces that have been installed already, it's, it's, if, if they do maintenance or are looking for ways to reach out to past customers, there's things, um, you know, if the, if the temperature is still decent um, in regards to cleaning and sealing, that will have these spaces, you know, protected and, you know, fresh and ready for spring. Um, as part of those kind of uh, cleanups, I would say you can also clean outdoor kitchens and grills and, you know, work on, you know, obviously pruning and, and getting containers and things ready for, um, for the winter and, and prepping. Um, so there's lots of ways to reach out to those, those current or past customers and, and suggest some of these things and, and offer them some value that, that quite honestly could lead to, you know, additional work in the spring or, or oh, winter. So. Great. Absolutely. Well, and just on the, on the outdoor side, I mean, for, for the hardscaping work, I mean, it's um, not being as familiar with that myself as yet. Uh, how, how far into, I mean, is it a matter of just basically once things freeze that, that, that the work kind of uh, can at least slows down? Um, I mean, what, what sort of work are they able to move forward with? Like, even as you get into, I mean, up here, into November, early December, it's going to get pretty cold out. I mean, I would imagine in Wisconsin, you're not doing a whole lot of hardscape work at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, can really extend the season. And it, um, I would say, uh, and we used to do this as contractors, you know, back in the day as well, is if you can get in and, and prep a lot of these sites where you're doing the excavation, the um, base installation, maybe getting some of the materials there, and then you can cover those up actually with insulated blankets, um, which are, are very commonly used actually for, um, let's say, like concrete installations in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, you might put those down, put a little straw down. Um, as long as it's not frigidly cold um, while you're working, a, a lot of those, a lot of that prep work, you can actually, you know, push the season into the winter for maybe another month longer than you could if you didn't prep that. Um, and again, with this increased interest by, you know, from homeowners, I think they're, they're more receptive to that, even if, you know, obviously in Wisconsin, you could get a big snowstorm and be shut down for the rest of the winter, but, um, <laughs> you're that much ahead of the jump for spring. Um, so I would strongly suggest any contractors that are doing those types of installations, uh, look into some of those methods. Um, you know, when you bring out the materials, um, you know, sand, for instance, to screed, um, those things typically would be kept if you have a space indoors or you're bringing it out and it's warm and you pull, peel those blankets back, you start laying the sand down and you start uh, laying the pavers in. Um, you know, it may not always work, but there are, you know, if you have a relatively mild, you know, January or, or, or you know, December, um, you could certainly work into some of those colder months doing some of that. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. So outside of that, then, as as the uh, the ability to do some of that work uh, winds down, I mean, I, I certainly some of the uh, the landscapers and and the hardscapers uh, get into uh, snow and ice removal, depending on where they're located. Um, sure. For for winter work, but outside of that, what are some other things? Uh, you you mentioned training earlier, and just the, that that's something uh, that you do offer mm-hmm. is. Uh, 
is that something that's important for them to be pursuing during those winter months where there, there might be a little bit uh, less direct work going on? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, for whether it's, you know, their sales team or their either foreman or laborers, I mean, there are really endless, um, you know, training, training modules that they can subscribe to, whether they're through, through us or through, you know, partners such as ICPI or NCMA, you know, for retaining walls. Um, I would say the more they can learn and get certified on it and really as many people really within the company as possible, it, they're, they're just going to be that much better um, when the season comes back. And those are some of those accreditations um, and endorsements go a long way when you're, you're talking to, um, you know, talking to a client to say, you know, our, 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 our staff has been fully certified and, you know, these different um, endorsements. Um, and, you know, and, and it's just, a lot of those just follow the best practices. And, and so I would say definitely take advantage of that time in the winter to kind of uh, reeducate, um, look at what new products are on the market. I mean, there's always new things coming out and new methods for installation. Um, and, you know, given that this industry is really, you know, let's say, for the most part, 30 or 40 years old. I mean, it's, it's starting to get to a maturity level where a lot of these projects are becoming fairly complex where, you know, they're, they're outdoor space that have kitchens, they've got electric, they've got pergolas or, you know, arbors and things like that, where they're combinations of, you know, you need plumbers, you need electricians, you need, um, you know, subcontractors that are part of it. And so, um, it's also a great time to just establish relationships with other professionals in the industry um, and just do some of that networking. So, you know, when you do get those requests, you're, you're that much more prepared to, to really bid them accurately and install them properly. From my recollection, uh, the winter was a little bit less of a winter. So there might've been uh, an opportunity to extend the work a little further from, from the forecast. It looks like this winter is going to be uh, where there is actually a little bit more snow and, and uh, mm -hmm. a little bit more cold in those in those areas that get more snowfall uh, and, and things. So perhaps this year is, right. is an even better year to, with, with the increased interest, it's like, well, let's get some more of that training and more of that aspect and, and those certifications because that's something that those potential customers are going to look at and go, oh, okay, well, this guy's got, his whole staff has all these certifications now to, to move forward right. with that project that I was interested in, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say the other piece to really, um, really consider and to do some research on, and, and we can assist with this as well is the, you know, it, and this year has really um, focused this and, and brought this to light more than any, any time recently is that people are, are definitely interested in outdoor living. And, and I would say what's fascinating is it's, it's this, it's this universal appeal. So it doesn't matter where someone lives, what they look like, how much money they make. Um, it's just in our DNA that we want to be in these spaces. And I, and I think for us as a, you know, as a manufacturer, you know, we do a ton of research and are always trying to figure out what the, what the driving force of that is. Right. So it's, it's easy for, for a contractor. And I've been in, the, in this boat many times where someone says, I had like a patio and you go out and you, you know, you show up after work and you, you kind of say, here's the product and where do you want the patio? And you go out and you measure it and you really don't dig into the reason why. And, and a lot of people, I would say a lot of the con consumers don't fully understand what's even available. They, they really aren't even sure where to start with this process. So there's a tremendous opportunity to really um, 
educate yourself as a contractor about the, the driving decisions behind it and really try to tap into what those, what those drivers are. I mean, for some people, you know, it's about entertainment, you know, for others, it's about a retreat um, or maybe a combination of, of many things, um, you know, why they're, why they're buying these spaces, but, but all of them envision themselves in this space with their family, with their friends and trying to understand that will really help, help you create a better space for them. And, you know, in some cases it may be a bigger space, some cases maybe a smaller space to fit their needs. Um, but what's interesting is, is I would say up until this year, outdoor living spaces are really primarily viewed as entertainment spaces, right? So they're, you know, big place to have a party and, and, and a barbecue. And, and, and with COVID, it's really shifted where people, I think, really realize that these spaces are fundamental um, to having uh, a, a better quality of life and, and have a better balance in your life, right? So, um, you know, that connection with nature and with other people, I think, has been crystallized more than ever in our minds, right? It's like we've, not being able to, to be in, interact with our friends and family and neighbors has really, um, it's really been, I think, in some cases, a wake-up call. So, you know, as people are looking at these spaces, they're thinking, you know, God, you know, this is really, these, these experiences that I'm going to have on this are really important to me or this connection with nature to decompress and kind of center myself is really important to me. And when we're, when we're talking about design, just talking and tapping into that, I think it, it just creates a much richer conversation and, and could lead to much more dynamic um, and robust designs. So um, I'm not sure if that makes sense or not, but it's, it's something I think that, is important than that, that we're seeing. And I would strongly encourage the contractors to, you know, kind of dig into that a little bit and, and see if that helps their businesses. No, that, uh, that that absolutely makes sense. And, and it actually, uh, it kind of leads into uh, another aspect of uh, you were just talking about this year and just the way things have, have developed is I'd be curious to know what, uh, what you've heard. And again, it's, it hasn't been easy necessarily to, uh, touch base with many of the contractors because they've been so busy, but have you found mm-hmm. that uh, the spaces that they are doing uh, this year, is it more, has it been more new space or has it been like add-ons to things like somebody has a patio, but now they want to add that fire pit or, or add that a- extra space to that patio to, to allow it to be more what they're looking for. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I would, I would say it's a combination of both. Uh, I would, for the most part, I think probably the majority of them are new spaces and, you know, the low, the historically low interest rates are, are a huge driver as well. I mean, if you've got this almost perfect combination of people at home, they're interested in these spaces and, you know, money's cheap essentially. <laughs> and so they're refinancing and they're looking at go, you know what, let me, let's just blow this thing out and, and go that extra mile. But but certainly you do have a lot of existing um, projects where they're adding things like an outdoor fireplace or a kitchen or a fire pit. Um, so I would say, yeah, I mean, definitely look at both. And it's kind of, as I mentioned earlier, it's a great opportunity to go back to that, you know, that prior clientele book of business and say, send them a note saying, Hey, we can, we can add this or that onto it. And, you know, pretty quick and let, you know, not a lot of mess. And, um, because at every level, consumers are, I mean, like I said, the demand is just, 
it's just off the charts right now. So, <laughs> sure, sure. And and another thing that you had mentioned earlier was just uh, the importance of that. A lot of these projects have just advanced where it's you know that it's even advanced to where it's that full kitchen level or there's lighting and stuff. So it's so you're needing an electrician or a plumber or something like that. So how how important mm-hmm. is that to uh, to have that connection with those uh, subcontractors? That's a great question. Um, you know, we talk to consumers a lot about this. So there, so a lot of contractors will look at these projects and say, "I'm I'm the I'm the hardscape guy. I'm just going to focus on that." And in some cases, they'll put it back on the consumer to help you know to have them pull all the rest of it together. And, right. and there certainly are consumers who who will do that. Um, but the contractors who act as the general contractor on those projects are the ones who are, I would say, winning the bigger jobs. And in a lot of cases, consumers, they'll tell you that, you know, price, it, it, it sounds like, you know, and I, and I remember when I was a contractor, I would say this a lot where it's like, ah, all the people care about is price. But the reality is, is people usually in, in these bigger projects, price is second or third or fourth on their list behind quality and design and the install part. So if you can come in and, and you've got this network and you basically can create a turnkey project, um, you know, they're willing to pay 10, 15, 20% more or even more in some cases for someone who can just take care of it all for them, you know, from start to finish. So I, w- I would say definitely if, if contractors aren't acting as a GC for these spaces, that's a, it's a huge opportunity to partner with other contractors and, and just go after it. Um, sure because they're going to, they'll find that they'll, they'll definitely win these bigger projects and I think end up with, um, you know, making more money. So. And with, with that in mind, how, do, how, uh, how can it work? How does it work when, uh, like you said, sometimes the consumer will get involved, but so what if the, uh, the contractor is acting as that G- GC, but the consumer does say, Oh, well, I've always worked with this electrician. So they want that person, but the, but the contractor normally works with somebody else. Do, do you just go ahead and still reach out to the one that the consumer wants and just keep them happy and, uh, but maintain your relationship with the guy you work yeah. with or what's, what's the best bet? That's a good question. I mean, it depends on the, on the contractor and that consumer, but I, I would say a lot of times, especially since all trades are so busy right now, um, it, it, it does disrupt the flow. Typically if you have to bring in a, a sub that you aren't familiar with, and right. just the sequence of the installation. So I would, I would try to stress to the, to the homeowner that you certainly could look into it, but um, it may end up costing more in the long run um, just because logistics are more difficult and you're just not used to working together. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention too, before I get is, you know, really on that front end, we're you know, talking about these trends and the, the drivers and the, the question of the why is and because of the complexity of these spaces and and really um you know the the desire i I love to say or you know people will say outdoor living is this incredible trend and i I would say it's really not even it's not even a trend anymore it's really an expectation that people are building new homes and remodeling and they are expecting to have an outdoor space um but it's critical to in addition to everything we were talking about with the subs and and the research and training and all that, but it's really critical to think about that sales experience and that design experience. Um, Consumers today more than ever are expecting 
3D renders and visualizations um, to be part of this experience, especially, you know, a, a typical outdoor living project could be 30 to 50 to 100, couple hundred thousand, even much greater than that. And so they're spending an incredible amount of money. So, you know, one of the things that we did almost a decade ago now is we introduced something called um, Belgard Design Studio. And the name's a little bit of a misnomer because we're not actually doing design. But what we do is we work with our partners, um, our contractors and dealers, and they'll submit ideas. And a lot of times they're just a sketch even um, of a project. And then our team here in Atlanta will actually bring that to life and do the renders and animations and even virtual reality. Um, and what we found is, is that not only is the closure rate incredible, it averages 75 to 80%, um, which is just mind boggling to me as a former contractor. Um, but, but, but the, but the, the, the advantage is, is that the homeowner the homeowner can just, just see it all, right? Because the vast majority of people who aren't in construction, if you look at a 2D plan, they don't really understand you know, how those that fireplace is going to look or that kitchen. Um, and, and, and then they also don't understand how all the textures and colors and products are going to work in unison. But when they see it in 3D, it's just crystal clear to them. And that understanding really helps that process because a lot of the things that happen that cause angst to the contractor, um, number one, if you start a project, and, and this has happened to me many times in the past, where you start a project, somebody looking at it and go, you know what, that's not the color I picked out. I, I thought it was going to look a little more like this, or that's not the paver I thought, or the wall. Or, I, I didn't think the fireplace would look like that. I, and so, so, you know, obviously it'd be disruptive and you have to work through that. But the other part would be is that um, they also didn't maybe understand the scale. So, you know, they weren't sure how the furniture would be placed and things like that. And sure. they, in a lot of cases would add on to the job, which is great, but those, those additions really mess up the schedule. So this just seems to just level all that out and puts everybody on the same page, you know, the, the, the contractor, the homeowner, and even the crew that's building it, you know, they have this reference point. So I would strongly suggest if contractors aren't, utilizing that as a sales tool that a, they either, you know, can learn some softwares on their own or they could reach out to us. And for our authorized contractors, it's a service that we provide absolutely free um, just because the results for us all are just incredible. And, and um, you know, we know if our contractors aren't selling projects and installing them, we're not, we're not selling products. So there's no, um, there's no catch here. It's just, Hey, we're all in this together and we're going to, work together to, you know, to complete these projects for the consumer. It's a fascinating time. I would say, you know, never in the history of, of humanity really has it been so easy to convey what someone's thinking and creating to someone else, right? So I would say definitely utilize these resources, either, you know, reach out to us or, you know, learn the software and we can help with both sides of it. If, if people want to learn their own, we can help work through that. Um, but it definitely is the contractors who are utilizing and using that are the ones who are winning these projects and, um, you know, our, our, their businesses are growing. So um, it's fascinating technology. And that's, that's actually what, where I was just going to go is uh, how important has uh, technology been in, in, uh, in general in the, uh, the hardscape industry's growth? I would say in the last five years, it's been 
I, I'm absolutely critical, I think, to the growth. Um, again, because these, these spaces are so complex and are getting so expensive that um, it's just a necessity really to, to, to sell some of these. Um, it, what's interesting is when COVID first hit, we actually shifted and utilized our technology to develop um, fully remote sales training. So we have technology that actually will, um, it's through our app where a contractor could go or, or the homeowner could go outside, take eight photos of their home. Um, those eight photos are, are essentially stitched together and they create a 3D model that's accurate within about 1%. And it fully maps the entire house. So we get that model. And then as far as the rest of the design, we can just drop in you know, these, these, these projects into that design. And within maybe an hour or so, we have a fully rendered, um, fully you know animated exterior <laughs> uh, for that client uh, to see. So, and, and and like I said, a lot of that can be done even fully virtually now. If someone doesn't want a contract to their house, um, it can all be done with satellite imagery use, using technology like this. Um, so, you know, it it is available, and it's something that a lot of people. Um, homeowners are fascinated by and, and, and really appreciate. So I would say certainly technology, it, it's funny when, when you talk to someone outside the industry and say, well, what do you, what do you make? You make, you make bricks, you make blocks. I mean, that's, that's like the stone age, right? And I said, well, it is I mean, essentially the technology of the finish of the actual product hasn't changed for millennia, <laughs> but <laughs> the way that it's being designed and installed and, and uh, systemized is, is actually moving at an incredible pace. So, sure. okay. so we're, we're, we're keeping up with uh, current times for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, with that said, uh, anything else you want to say, just kind of looking ahead into uh, 2021 after uh, quite the interesting uh, 2020 that we've had. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would, I would just, I would love to, to close with this if, um, if this works. I mean, we, we, we are, we, we have manufacturing and distribution throughout North America, and we have a team that's really dedicated to the partnerships that we have with our, our contractors and our dealers. Um, so please reach out, and, and you know, we're here to help. We're here to, to be a resource um, at really any level. Um, I would say one of the things that people are surprised about is, you know, we are. We are a large company. We, you know, we've we've got, um, you know, a, a lot of places that we reach, um, but we are at a local level as well, and, and we're there to help, you know, build those communities, build those companies right alongside with our with our partners. So, you know, feel free if if it's something that you need or you know, there's there's a something you need help with, um, by all means, reach out and and we'll try our best to to do what we can to to help you succeed. Well, that's it for this edition of the Grassroots Podcast. Thanks to Joe for taking the time to talk with us today. Tune in bi-weekly for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by GreenIndustryPros.com. 